Wrestling with my brother We got a podcast, yeah Wrestling with my brother Hello and welcome back to the podcast that's sharper than a knife edge chop from Ric Flair It's Wrestling with my brother Woo! Woo! <laughs> I sound like the police, don't I? I sound like an emergency <laughs> services. Son of the police. Hmm. Oh, Welsh. Welsh team, I like that. <laughs> Guns don't kill people, wrestlers do. Oh, they do actually. It's controversial. <laughs> yeah, do, yeah. do, do. Remember, <laughs> I will... know what it means now. Our listeners understand. <laughs> oh, how's, it, how's it going? How it's going thinking? very well. The podcast is being enjoyed. We're getting good listener numbers. People keep telling me how catchy the theme tune is. This is how catchy the theme tune is that you created, by the way. Mm. Um, I was play fighting with my eldest daughter <laughs> the other day, and um, she turned to me and she went, I'm wrestling with my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I laughed. Proud. That's such a proud moment in the... That's amazing. Such a proud moment. But the thing is, it distracted me and she punched me in the stomach, so... <laughs> Well, one of one of my mates that also listens to the podcast, he started singing it to everyday life. So the other day he was like, I'm doing the dishes. And he was like, What the hell am I fucking doing? <laughs> Walk into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the that was the pre-chorus. Gonna make some lunch. <laughs> I'm glad you said lunch then. <laughs> make some love. It works. Yeah. Nice. I'm walking to the bedroom. <laughs> Now do their love thing. I'm going to make some love. <laughs> After lunch. No, it's good. I, I didn't set out for it to be quite as infectious, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. It's more infectious than COVID-19. That's next week's intro. <laughs> 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 oh, welcome to the podcast that's more viral than COVID. Okay. We're going to uh, hit it off, as always. Well, I say as always, but, you know, wrestling through the ages, we're going to get to a stage where we're all grown up and like Peter Pan. So, you know, at that point, we'll have to think of maybe a new segment, unless someone wants to write in and suggest something. But this wrestling through the ages, I'm sorry, bro. It's actually not about you. So you can Aww. you can throw in your two pennies about uh, <laughs> the memories of it. So we also have a stepbrother and we were also into wrestling, more into ECW, to be honest. My stepbrother really got me into ECW and, and you know, WCW, to be honest. And you were very much the WWF guy at the time. Um, and there was a local wrestling show. Now, I don't think I'd ever been to a wrestling show that I can remember before that time. Oh, my God, man, can I go? Can I go? She's like, yes. How old were you at this time? Important detail. I was 44. <laughs> no, I don't know. How old was I? Uh, teens. I must have been teens. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I'd because um actually my mother reminded me on the weekend that I used to I used to be very much involved in tape trading. That's how old I am. So I used to buy like the the violent CZW tournament the death matches on VHS like recorded because obviously I couldn't get my hands on anything else. So it was around that time. And uh, yeah, we walked down there really excited and we got in the hall 
And automatically, you know, I, I'm just obsessed with hardcore wrestling. So I'm looking at the balconies like, oh my God, is someone going to dive off? Is this going to be... I, I'm, I'm looking around for like the American style tables thinking, where's the foldaway tables and cheese? I just got so excited. And they were like a whole load of kids there, like really young kids. I'm like, dude, this is a bit shit, isn't it? He's like, no, let, let it start, let it start. There weren't any, uh, any named wrestlers there or whatever. But the commentators then were just over the PA system. So that, and as soon as it started, they were like, cheer for your favorites, kids. I'm like, oh, for the love of Christ. I was awful. I mean, for my, it was like, it was like looking back on your first time, you know, and, and wishing you could do your first time again. It was like that. I broke my, my live cherry to that steaming pile of shit. And, and I have regrets that it was my first, but that's, that was it. Do you have any memories of me coming back from that and conveying my disappointment to you? No, I don't, but I've got a memory of us when we were very young, the first time round we were into wrestling and there was a local wrestling show that we both desperately wanted to go to um, that was kind of advertised everywhere. But the wrestlers, whoever they were, were all dressed as the WWF wrestlers of the time, which looking back on it must have been really depressing for them the only way they could make a wrestling <laughs> career was to pretend to be other more famous and better wrestlers they couldn't oh. be themselves they had to be the undertaker and hulk hogan is that the sort of thing that you saw at the show you went to were they dressed as no these were these must have been local wrestlers but it was just the cheesiest it was basically somebody for the parents just offload the kids one weekend and i was expecting some semblance of of adult themed action but no it was just it was just such a letdown and <laughs> just why I went into it thinking it was going to be <laughs> WCW for South Wales stupid but yeah our stepbrother was the same and uh, he just he just said right we're never doing that again <laughs> it was a load of shit oh dear <laughs> oh dear it's really disappointing but there you go so yeah, that was that was our little wrestling through the ages. I promise you, next week we'll be back to us bros, and it's on a similar theme. To be honest, this must be around the time where our live event game really kind of picked off. So yeah, it'll be a good yeah. contrast next week because <laughs> it was it was had to be shit. Cheer for your favourites, kids. Boo! I was like, oh God's sake. Well, let's move on to some better wrestling then. And well, your no, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, moderately better. <laughs> I mean, we're going into a WCW match, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not leaps and bounds, really, to be honest. My, no, I'm quite uh, interested as to why you chose this. So, please continue. <laughs> Good. So am I. I was hoping you could have shed some light. This is DDP's first uh, world title win at WCW Spring Stampede 1999. Yeah, to be honest, we hadn't featured any WCW clips and, you know, I, I casually watched it again more, more with my stepbrother back in the day. So I wanted to do a clip on WCW, but 
Whew, it was either this or the Viagra and a pole match, and uh, this one, <laughs> this one out. So this is uh, a match between Flair, DDP, Sting, and Hogan uh, with Savage as ref, making no attempt to actually look or act like a ref because he just looked like a leather-clad biker <laughs> from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, more, more than nostalgia, I love DDP. I love his story. You know, he joined wrestling really late on in life, which still gives me hope, bro. He was around our age when he hit the scene. It was literally, he was a manager in his mid thirties and he didn't make it big until his like late, late thirties. So he started off as a manager and he would just upstage anyone he was managing. And I think like Jim Cornette or someone took him to one side and said, you've got to become a wrestler. And he's like, why? I'm, I'm not a wrestler, I'm a manager. And he's like, no, you are literally making the people you're representing look shit because you're so flamboyant and out there. You've got this amazing personality and <laughs> you're doing too good a job as a manager. Uh, and, you know, the ultimate perseverance for him and for them to finally put gold in him, I thought was really good. The match itself was pretty bloody terrible, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, just looking at the clip, you know, the size of the arena and how popular they were in the late 90s. You know, and a lot of people trash on WCW now, but back in the day, late 90s, my God. I mean, the crowd was wild. You know, this was... Probably Sting and DDP at their prime, but Flair, Savage, and Hogan, you know, their better days were behind them. Um, the match was nothing to write home about. It was literally just to have his first title win. And, you know, this this no one, this old kind of man that really shouldn't be heavyweight champion. And, you know, to go from that in late 90s to where he is now with his DDP yoga, now it's DDPY. I, I just love his, his kind of success story, so... Yes, that's why I chose it more for the occasion than the the athleticism. DDP, the people's champion, so wildly popular in WCW, so horribly misused in WWE. I I mean, it it should have been a nailed-on feud, shouldn't it, really, with him and The Rock for the title of the people's champion, the real people's champion. Instead, he became the stalker of The Undertaker's wife. Awful. Which, utterly awful, utterly dreadful. They misused him. Um, yeah, I was a bit confused as to why you chose this clip because there were, uh, contrary to you know popular belief, there were some fantastic wrestlers and matches in ECW, even in its dying days at WCW. I mean, yeah, um, that ECW in the brain, like you live it. I know that's because you talk about it every week. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so th- this wasn't particularly a good spectacle. The win kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even realise Savage was meant to be the ref until the end. I just, <laughs> it was, you know, at least put a ref shirt on him. You've got to differentiate him from the others. I've just come from my bike again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like ridiculous to me. That's really good. Um, <laughs> do you know what a, a diamond cutter is? Do you know what his finish is named after? Uh, rock hard nipples. Close. A rock hard penis. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That is, yeah, that is, it's slang for a really hard erection, e.g. one that is so uh, hard, it could cut diamonds. You know what I absolutely love about that? That you were so, that you were so underwhelmed by the match, you thought, fuck this, I'm going to look at rock our penises on the internet. <laughs> I, 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 just a disclaimer, I did not go and do that. I, kind of, I already knew what the slang meant, and... Whenever they would call the diamond cutter back in the day, I would pff, snigger because it was yeah. the double entendre, which I appreciate. Yeah, I, I love that move. I mean, the cutter's been done to death now, but 
at the time it, it did literally come out of nowhere and you know it was a predecessor to the RKO but um no yeah it was it was a pretty underwhelming match but just because it's him I, I love him I've um I, I own his DVD as well positively living I think it's called and that's excellent and like they're halfway through filming it and Triple H rings him and says he's been inducted into the Hall of Fame and oh just it's just amazing literally he's just an everyday guy and he really shouldn't shouldn't have made it I mean Rey Mysterio how old was he when he had his first match something like 13 or something stupid like that you know uh, but to be in his mid-30s it's just amazing it, it just gives me hope bro I just want to I just want to get my get my diamond cutter and, get and see if I can make it again. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, it's the first of many DC, uh, WCW clips anyway. You know, that, that's not, it's not one and done. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's a challenge for you. See if you can find a more exciting clip, which won't be difficult at all. I've got quite a few in mind. Cool. <laughs> The things you said about DDP there is a lovely segue into what I'd like to say about my first clip. Ooh, we love a good segue. Go for it. We do. This is the Viking Raiders versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster on WWE Raw. What do you think about Flash Morgan Webster well, and Mark I, Andrews I, right I'm now? Just tell like, whoa! All our all our raw superstars need to beware of these NXT UK guys. Oh, the takeover continuing right look now. Look at this! Now. Oh, we talk about the stage dives. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. The Viking Raiders are just being decimated. So I've been wanting to talk about Mark Andrews from Flash Morgan Webster, also known as the South Wales subculture for a while now because they are the first ever Welsh title holders in WWE, former NXT UK tag team champions. Um, and in case anybody hadn't realised, I mean, we mentioned it like five times per episode, we are Welsh. So it's good to see um, local boys doing well. Uh, they're also the last wrestlers I actually ever saw in person before the pandemic. Um, because they paraded their belts at halftime during a Cardiff City football match. Oh. Um, I was there with my dad and he turned to me and he said, I thought wrestlers were supposed to be big. <laughs> I reckon you could beat them. I was like, yeah, right. I mean, they are certainly on the lighter side of light heavyweight. Um, and against the Viking Raiders, they look e even smaller. But yeah, the reason I wanted to feature them, not only the fact that, you know, they are Welsh and that they are champions, and the match itself, you know, there's some good high spots, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I reckon this is what we'd be like if we were wrestlers, basically. <laughs> these, these two quite small dudes I'm just sorry. getting in a ring, looking out of their depth. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be there. Speak for yourself, bro. I'd be, I'd be diamond cutter in the shit out of people. Their moveset is, uh, is really good. Um, I, I wanted to find a match with them winning because they have been successful, but unfortunately it seems like the only matches that are publicly available uh, involve them losing, oh. um, which is unfortunate. But this, they had their innovative, fast-paced, high-flyer moves. I mean, the, the double uh, somersault leaps out the ring, that stun dog billionaire stunner, that was a really good move. And then when Andrews did the double somersault kick at the end to the two of them, um, but I mean, ultimately, the size difference between the two teams was crazy. And he just, 
you you knew they were going to lose from from the from the start. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. I'm glad that WWE has a UK based promotion. It's even better to see that there are quite a few Welsh wrestlers in it. In addition to those, there's Eddie Dennis. Apparently, he's a former maths teacher. Um, <laughs> there's Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, and in the women's division, Tegan Knox. So Wales represent. You are so much more patriotic than me. <laughs> oh, you love it all, Daniel. You love it. Dragons, dafts. I'm just like, it's just the place where I live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how patriotic you are. It's brilliant. And yet, ironically, I live now like 30 seconds away from where I was born. So you do. You could literally walk there within a couple of minutes. Yeah, I did. I did the other day. The, the only thing I didn't like about them is the fact that they stole my wrestling gear. If I was ever going to be a wrestler, I was going to have <laughs> red dragons on my tights. So oh, they got their first swines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I didn't know about any of these wrestlers. I, I'd heard of the Viking Raiders, but I, I didn't have a clue. And to be honest, like the first half, it looked like, you know, the Welsh team were dominating. Um, to me, it reminded me of if, you know, the Rockers dominated against the Brothers of Destruction because of, you know, the, the size difference. They looked, ah, oh, uh, Generation Me, they were in TNA. Who were they in um, uh, AEW now? The, you know, the, the two, uh, oh, the Young Bucks, that's it. They reminded me of the Young Bucks with their look. Um, yeah, again, I got that stun gun millionaire. Uh, the swanton to the backs of the legs look really cool. Um, yeah, the suicide dive um, from the Viking Raiders. And yeah, that assisted powerbomb to end it. Wow, it was amazing. Really, really cool. That was a good move. And it, it was doubly effective because of the size disparity as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know they were Welsh. I thought there would have been a reason why you choose such a random match. And yet again, bro, without even collaborating, our first two matches are random AF, as the kids say in terms of why the hell did he pick that? So it's just this weird, it's like we're brothers. It's really strange. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, good wrestling in NXT and in NXT UK. I think it's a more wrestling-based promotion than, you know, the the WWE brands of Raw and SmackDown. And it's something that probably going to feature a bit more on this and maybe even get into outside of uh, the podcast as well. Because just looking at some of the moves in this match and then some of the other clips I've seen. I think there's quite an impressive roster uh, doing some good things. Well, yeah, I agree. And something else that they're doing really well, which I don't see any other federation doing, is um, so they collaborate with Download Festival as well. So literally within a tent at Download, you have the NXT UK, like a full-on wrestling show within one of the tents. Uh, how cool was that? I saw a clip where... Um, Corey Taylor was there from Slipknot and he's like standing up to one of the wrestlers and, you know, it goes back to that rock and wrestling connection that you talked about a few episodes ago. Um, you know, how good is that? You've got a, an hour to kill between bands, you're a wrestling fan, but obviously they're for the heavy metal music. And all of a sudden, oh shit, in that tent over there, there's half naked men beating the shit out of each other. And then the tent next to that is NXT UK. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Good. I like it. I like learning more about it because when I watch it, like I said, I was like, I don't know why he's chosen this. I've never heard of these people, but 
Now I know, bro. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is proper random again. To be honest, I, I really like your re- weird bloody clips that are linked to wrestling, but are not wrestler matches. And you've challenged me and I thought, right, let's bring a bit of what I love and what Darren's bringing to the table and merge. Let's just cross-pollinate that shit. Bring it to the table and put it through that table. <sighs> I love you. Um, <laughs> this is backyard wrestling legend, in air quotes, Lizard on the Jimmy Kimmel show in the US of A. Demonstrating their moves and an overall lack of intelligence. Here they are, Wild Thing and the Lizard. How are you? What's up, Jimmy? What's happening, Lizard? I first want to say that never have we had guests that have smelled worse than the two of you. I mean, can you smell it over there? Can you guys smell it over there? Uh, Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Well, T was pretty bad, wasn't he? No, Mr. T was all right. You guys are bad. <laughs> really random. So so I watched a documentary called The Backyard uh, quite a few years ago, and it's it features all of these people. Oh, and it's tragic, bro. I mean, there's what we used to do as kids mucking about, like I said, trampolines and mountain castles. And then there's this, and they take themselves so seriously. And then when there's a film crew there... It's like Triple H is being interviewed by, you know, Men's Health magazine. They treat it such, such big. And within that documentary is this guy called Lizard and just this scrawny guy. And I think he's got a gap in his teeth. That's why he makes that hissing sound. Oh, and on this documentary, he actually auditioned for Tough Enough. And he slept in his car the night before and he went through this entire rigmarole. Surprise, surprise, he didn't get chosen. But I typed in uh, backyard wrestler lizard and I wanted a clip from that documentary. Couldn't find one. <laughs> to be honest, this was even better. So, um, yeah, he was on, on the show with this guy. And, and Jimmy just kept on about how awful they looked and how bad they smelled. And Lizard's friend was like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Like, so proud. I'm like, don't you on live national television in America, you reek. And more than once, he's like, yep, that's me. I'm the one that stinks, Jimmy. Yeah. Ah. Oh. But, I mean, it was actually quite good action. And I think it was a unique concept because I've watched, um, like, Conan O'Brien interviewing Triple H and I've watched a lot of these massive talk shows interviewing, you know, the big show and uh, Steve Austin was on this show and people had to take chair shots. But the fact that they had this kind of scripted little routine and they had commentary as well, calling the matches and, and the moves to go along with it, um, and the audience seemed quite into it as well. There were quite quite a lot of wrestling fans there. But they just acted like they were pioneers. And I just thought, oh, you poor deluded boys. Like, yeah, yeah, get, get, zoom in on me. There's an old trick. Nobody knows about it. You take what's called a razor blade. I'm like, oh, for fuck. <laughs> we all know about blading. Uh, yeah, just how bizarre. How strange. It was so bizarre. And you could tell Kimmel wasn't joking either when he said the guy smells. It wasn't <laughs> like a joke. Properly looked like he stunk as well. Didn't want to be there. But, I mean, Kimmel's got no respect 
uh, for what they're doing or, or interest in it. You can tell that, that some researchers push this on him and he's not happy. Um, yeah. it's, it's such a bizarre clip. And they keep saying, like, nobody should do this. You shouldn't be doing this. You know, we, we shouldn't be doing this. Well, how did this even ever get onto TV? You know, because it's just who thought the broadcast in this madness on a major primetime network show was a good idea? <laughs> you know, it's not even like the, you know, interviewing the massive stars, which they've done. That's that's great for the, uh, the, the host to get different content on their show. That's great for the wrestlers, obviously, to get more publicity and, and open up wrestling to a wider audience. But this shit, it shouldn't even be contained to your mum's backyard. This <laughs> should not be happening, should it? I mean, I, I can think of no other example where you'd have just two people who fight in their back garden invited onto television to talk about it <laughs> and then demonstrate how they fight in their back garden because that's essentially all this is. I mean, they might have a, a little rinky-dink federation or something going on down there where you get a few folding chairs and maybe 10 people from the neighbourhood come and watch it, but that's all it is. That's exactly what it is be like going to the shops and finding just a couple of kids kicking shit out of each other on the side and saying, do you want to come on James Corden and, and tell us all about it? But um, it was a good swanton bomb through the table, though, having said yeah. all that. Well, that's his finisher, so that, that's what I'll... What is it called? The, oh, shit, it out. Do you remember the name of it? No. It's called the Lizard Leap. Oh. The Lizard Leap, yes. Awful. Why is this a thing? Oh, and you are exactly right. You should watch a documentary just for lol. You're just jealous because that was what <laughs> the chameleon could have been. The chameleon does not want any part of that shit. I, I don't I don't know what I was watching. But yeah, I mean, they were in this, I can't even say federation. They were in this thing where it wasn't that violent. You know, there were a few little cool spots, but some of them on there, my God, there was this guy on this documentary and he said, oh, you know, I learned a while ago that if I take a few aspirin before my match and blade, I bleed like a pig. And they were like, right, okay. And then he said, I've never done it since though. It's way too dangerous. I bled buckets. And then he goes out in a match. But because I think the camera crew were there, he admitted afterward that he, he did it again. And I mean, the scars on him. And they can just, like you said, this fucking five inbred people in your back garden. <laughs> You're not fighting to 70,000 people in the Georgia Dome. And there's a difference between demonstrating those techniques on a documentary that's looking into a subculture and then showing a national audience how you could cut your head with a razor blade. <laughs> oh, and just how serious they took it. Like they were really, <laughs> I bet they This did. is our big break. Yeah, but they were like, like peeling back the curtain of professional wrestling, you know, like they, they probably thought they were like beyond the matters. Like this is going to get banned by Vince. We're going to be in all the tabloids the next day. And I'm like, Oh guys, you just know that they were sat in their trailers. The next, <laughs> presumed that's the sort of place they live <laughs> by the phone for the next three days waiting Oh, call WWE or yeah. ECW or, or whatever. So, Come on, that phone's got to ring. <laughs> Even ECW well, never did. Want, they want no part of this shit, bro. Nobody lifted up that rock to find that lizard. No. Oh, good. That was a that was a double pun then. I know. Oh, good. I know what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional podcaster. <laughs> yeah. So I I want to find more like that. There was um I enjoyed that because it wasn't half an hour epic battle it was fucking stupid oh, yeah. okay on to my second clip then 
and from one extreme bizarre to the other this is <laughs> William Shatner sings WWE themes on WWE Raw in 2010 Golden Globe winning actor novelist and musical genius William Shatner finally speaks the lyrics of your favorite WWE superstar entrance themes I think I'm cute I know I'm sexy I got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really moves them. I send chills up and down their spines. I'm just a sexy boy. Ah, oh, so the, <laughs> this clip, the two of my favourite nerd passions collide, Star Trek and wrestling. Um, and like the Big Breakfast clip from our very first episode, I was originally looking for a different clip with uh, Shatner where he was interviewed by Jerry the King Lawler on Raw. Right. Um, but I, I stumbled across this incredible clip. So a bit of context. Um, Shatner's spoken word singing is legendary for all the wrong reasons. He released his first album called The Transformed Man way back in 1968, and that included spoken word versions of songs including Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and Mr. Tambourine Man, um, randomly interspersed with bits of Shakespeare. Um, I think it was meant to be a sincere avant-garde musical effort but nobody took it seriously it was mocked and parodied so much he did a, a few more albums after that but again nobody really took them seriously so at some point he just embraced the mockery and the ridiculousness <laughs> of the whole thing and it became part of his shtick you know yeah. um and this took place in 2010 when Shatner was a guest host of raw um <laughs> and in, a, in an earlier episode we talked about Shawn Michaels' sexy boy theme being ridiculous for a man in his 30s but well when it's spoken by a man in his late 70s it just takes on a whole new life that was the best one by far his intensity is just oh it, it, it did send chills up and down my spine oh nice it, it looked like he was possessed at times especially during <laughs> Ray's intro Booyakasha! <laughs> oh my god I love it but I think his, uh, I genuinely think his Triple H was better than the original. Yeah, I thought it was better than Lemmy's. I was like, shit, look at you. Yeah, I, I loved it. Like, like uh, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I watched it literally before here. And I, that and Jay Lethal now, I'm just going to save all of these. And like I said, if you're having a shit day, because he's just saying, my time is now, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> It's unreal. It was unreal. I got nothing else to say, like the exact same thing as you. It combined your love of Star Trek and wrestling, just oh, the most random thing. And there's something, it's something that would be amazing on CD. But my God, just those eyes on the video is just the most intense three minutes of my life. <laughs> it's how sincere the whole effort is as well. I mean, he, he obviously um, still believes in, in this musical effort, whatever it, it is at this point. And so even though he's mocking it, he's not laughing or giggling his way through it. He's bro. totally focused on it. <laughs> it's just great. Actually, that's why, bro. God, he's been doing it since the 60s. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, well, that gave me an idea for a special feature, <laughs> which I'm going to call Shat Yourself. <laughs> so... I love it already. So before recording, we each sent each other the lyrics to a WWE song that we're now going to perform 
in a Shatner style. So Craig, first, I sent you the lyrics to a, a classic and a very moving uh, piece of intro music called uh, I'm an Ass Man <laughs> by <laughs> Billy Gunn. So Craig, shat yourself. I just got to me, 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 me. I got to get into the, <clears throat> get into the zone. I don't think I can, I can't look at you. because. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Let's do it. I'm an ass man. <laughs> You're already pissing yourself. <laughs> right. You're going to have to turn away. <laughs> I think I'll do it now. I can't get through this. It's going to be really difficult. <clears throat> I can't look at you. Good, he's gone off. No, because I know you're listening. Yeah, I'm an ass man. I love to love him. I love to kick him. That sounded Scottish then. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. Because I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Oh, so many asses, so little time. Only a tight one can stop me on the dime. I'm a lover of every kind. The best surprises always sneak up from behind. Fantastic. Oh my God, that was even better than I hoped. You were so Welsh though. <laughs> I'm an ass man, I am. This is Ron Gilbert on spoken word cassettes. Ah, <laughs> oh, those lyrics are amazing. The best surprises always sneak up from behind. Amazing. So yeah, I was I was also inspired, and I gave you the lyrics to a classic rock tune, which accompanies "Le Big Show to the Ring." So in your own time, I don't know if you want to compose yourself the same way as I did. I want you to take it away whenever you're ready. What's the what's the line? Oh, shat yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to get into the, the Shatner mindset. Captain's log, start eight. Start eight what? Uh, what is the date? I don't know. <laughs> Today, whatever the date is. Well, it's the big show. It's a big, bad show tonight. Oh, baby, come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the big show. Crank it up. Turn on them lights. Turn them on. Get ready for something that you've never known. You won't see it coming, but I promise you'll know it's the big show. Come to set everything right. Oh, set them right. Yeah. It's the big show. He's going to burn this house tonight. Oh, burn it down. <laughs> Oh, you got the dramatic pausing right. Like he doesn't pause in normal timings. Oh, that was amazing. I've watched enough Trek over the years to oh. uh, to get. Although to me, I sounded a little bit more like I was doing an impersonation of Vinnie Mac. <laughs> right. I want the listeners once they've heard this to go over to our Twitter channel at Russell Bros Pod, and I want them to comment who won. Yes, and also, if you've got any ideas for theme tunes you'd like us to, to do in a Shatner style in future episodes, <laughs> maybe that could replace wrestling through the ages. Shat yourself, our new feature. 
Oh, yeah, we won recommendations of what to shat ourselves over. Amazing. I love that. I absolutely love it. Next week's is going to feel weird without Sing talking at the end, isn't it? It's going to feel empty. Oh. Well, it's been a very musical episode. We started <laughs> off uh, singing the intro and we ended up singing Shatner. It goes, but it's a bookend of melody. Bookend, that's a wrestling move. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. It all works. It all works, you see. So, T! <laughs> we'll have to feature some of his matches as well soon. Yes, for sure. And I interviewed that, him as well. That'll be a wrestling through the ages story. So, thank you very much for listening. And mm. again, you can find us on all the good podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter at WrestleBrosPod. Please give us a follow. Please interact with our stuff. And yeah, we will see you next week. And if you're lucky, you might get some more singing. Oh, I hope so. I hope this is a regular thing now. How can you top shatting yourself? Though? I just don't know. <laughs> try. Yes, thank you for your support. Oh, I'm I'm making now. That was a that was a physical episode. We will uh, catch you on another time. Cheers, dudes. Bye. Wrestling with my brother. We got a podcast. Yeah. Wrestling with my brother. 